Julia Child once said that people who love to eat are always the best people. And she said that about her dear friend, James Beard. Today on Best People, we're going to be talking about how Julia Child and James Beard, two of the world's biggest culinary icons, met. Julia Child once said that people who love to eat are always the best people. I couldn't agree more. I'm Haley Forney, and you're listening to Best People, the podcast. Welcome back to Best People. For those of you listening in the Bellingham, Washington area, it's cocktail week. Happy cocktail week, everyone. Cocktail week goes from February 1st to February 9th. And this year for the cocktail week guidebook that's hanging out around town, uh, you can find it at Community Food Co-op, um, at Boy Howdy, Temple Bar, any of the bars that are participating, and there's 25 of them, so... Um, I actually wrote an article about how James Beard and Julia Child first met, um, and I created a cocktail to go along with it. So I thought for this special edition of Best People and for Cocktail Week, I could tell you the story, a little bit of an extended version that didn't quite make uh, the article. Uh, I thought it'd be fun. So here we go. The year was 1961, and Mastering the Art of French Cooking had just been released, Julia Child and Simone Simcabec were on a book tour promoting the book. Their publisher from Knopf, Judith Jones, had asked them who they would like to meet. And since Simca was French, uh, she didn't really know much about the culinary culture of the United States. And Julia had been living abroad, but she had always loved James Beard. And so Julia told Judith Jones that she wanted to meet Beard. Julia Simka Paul, Julia Child's husband, and Judith took the subway to Greenwich Village, where James Beard was teaching a cooking class out of his home. And when they arrived, James was demonstrating to the class how to make a souffle, and his hands were covered with egg whites. And however, he still greeted them very generously. James Beard was larger than life. He, he was six feet tall and described by Julia as so jolly, so nice, and so generous. And her admiration for James was apparent from the start, and the first meeting would lead to a friendship that would span decades. Simka and Julia would teach classes at the James Beard Cooking School, and James would come to stay with them for extended periods at Le Pichon house that Julia and Paul had on Simka's property in the south of France. James would influence Julia greatly because of his openness with sharing um, he, he was very different. He had a very different teaching style from a lot of the chefs in France where everything was very closed off. And since Julia was coming from that environment, it was very, I guess, warming to her to meet someone that was so open. Um, and she said that he had such a general love of food that he encouraged everybody. And he, had, uh, he wrote newspaper articles that were very influential. And when you read something that James Beard wrote, you really feel like you're talking to him because he wrote just the way that he spoke. She goes on to say that James was a natural with public demonstrations because his career began as an actor. And however, uh, he was great in public appearances. He was really bad on screen. And his first television miniseries that came out was called I Love to Eat. 
And because of his kind of camera shyness or stiffness with the camera, um, he didn't really create a very successful television career. He would go on later to be in some of Julia Child's episodes of The French Chef and other television specials that she would do. Um, but he really wasn't as comfortable with television as Julia was. Um, even though Julia would consider him to be without peer as a live performer, uh, James really adored Julia. And although I think he was, it seems like from just reading different articles and from even from Julia's experience that he was kind of jealous of her <laughs> and jealous of her ease with the television audience and her popularity was really rising. Her star was rising and his was starting to fade. And despite all of that, the two of them really became uh, very good friends and very affectionate of each other. Um, and they even had a nickname for themselves, Gigi, J-I-J-I. And they loved cooking together and they just all loved being together. Uh, and it's really thanks to Julia Child that there is a James Beard Foundation and that the Beard House in New York City was preserved. James was never very good with money. He was not a businessman. And in fact, he took a lot of different sponsorship deals with companies that he didn't believe in because he needed the funding to keep his livelihood and all of his cooking schools going. And so after his death, all of his possessions were to be auctioned off. And um, Julia was at a meeting of the International Association of Culinary Professionals. And she was giving a speech and she basically said that, you know, we can't let the James Beard house go. It's legacy that it represents. It's too big. And we have to keep that going for generations to know how this has started here. And so that started this big campaign by one of his former students who started taking donations. And they kept the James Beard Foundation going. They created it. And now everybody knows about the James Beard Awards. And that's such a top culinary honor for anyone to receive, or at least Americans to receive a James Beard Award. But James's legacy may have been completely lost to time if it weren't for Julia Child and for her realization that James Beard was important and what he represented from the time period that he came up in was important. A lot of things that he was doing were really before his time. And he might have been America's first celebrity chef, or at least one of them, in modern era. He still, he didn't die with a lot of money. He wasn't what we would think of today as a celebrity chef. And so he, she saved his legacy. And to that, we have to be thankful. So I created a cocktail um, just kind of based around their meeting and their story. And I will give you all of the ingredients for that. Okay, so you will need two ounces of vodka. Um, I chose Chuckanut Bay's potato vodka, which is a local spirit, um, because Julia and James were both very big pushers of the local movement, or I guess patrons of the local movement. But if you don't have that, because maybe you're not in Bellingham, Washington, or sometimes it's kind of hard to find their potato vodka, um, Alu Vodka from Seattle works really great too. 
um, and we sell that at the community food co-op if you're a local. If you're not a local, uh, you know, Absolute is pretty good. So you could do that. You could do Grey Goose. You could do whatever vodka you choose. And then an ounce of Dolan Blanc vermouth. Um, I would strongly recommend that you use the Dolan Blanc vermouth. But um, again, if you don't have Dolan Blanc, you could use another white vermouth. Uh, but Dolan is the best, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. And then an ounce of lavender simple syrup, a half ounce of lime juice, and two, and an egg white or two egg whites. Um, it just depends um, if you, how frothy you like it. I like mine to be pretty frothy. And I thought egg whites were important for this cocktail because in the story of when James and Julia are meeting, he's covered in egg whites, so... It's a, mine's a little bit iggier than some might do. And if you want to make your own lavender simple syrup, it's quite simple because after all, its name is simple syrup. So you just take a cup of lavender buds. Um, you can get these in the bulk section of any depart or any food store. Um, I like to use organic, of course, because then you don't have to worry about any pesticides in your simple syrup. Um, and then a cup of water and one and a half cups of some organic cane sugar as well. I like to use the wholesome cane sugar, um, the organic cane sugar, because I just think the flavor is so much nicer. But, you know, if you only have granulated sugar lying around your house and you don't want to get too fancy with this, you don't have to. So you basically add water and lavender buds to a small stock pot and then you heat on a medium heat until the water is hot enough to dissolve the sugar. You let that all sit. And depending on how strong you like your lavender flavor to be, you can let it sit in the sugary mixture with a little bit of heat to simmer it. Um, for, you know, I don't know, I would maximum do it maybe 15 minutes, maybe. You don't want to burn your syrup and you don't want it to like get that weird, uh, grassy smell either <laughs> so just watch your syrup while you're making it and taste it and see how it's tasting and once it tastes to your liking then take it off the heat let it chill um, and then it'll be ready to use I use a sieve and I separate the buds out from the syrup and that also gets any of the organic matter that has come out of the lavender buds into the syrup so it makes for a nicer drink if you don't have any of those particles in it, in my opinion. But some people like that. So again, up to you. So in a cocktail shaker, you're going to combine the ice, the vodka, the vermouth, the lime juice, and the lavender simple syrup. And you're going to shake for 35 to 45 seconds. into our glass here. Okay, and next comes, and next comes our egg whites. And you shake those until they become nice and frothy. And then you kind of take a spoon um, and you set it, you turn it upside down, so not where the actual spooning part is out and you have the spoon so that it's kind of separating the drink from the egg whites. And then you pour the egg whites on top to float the egg whites. And then you sip and enjoy. And it's a delightful cocktail, I think. And it's inspired by 
two of my favorites, Julia Child and James Beard. I hope that everyone has a wonderful cocktail week. I hope that you attempt to make the Gigi, as I've decided to name this cocktail at home. And if you're a local and you want to pick up a cocktail week guidebook so that you can find out all the festivities that are happening, and there are so many different things to do this week, but I really think you should. So get out there, have some fun, and until next time, bon appetit! I'm Haley Forney, and you've been listening to Best People, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening. Au revoir.